0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. When uh, Carmel Dragon was uh, diagnosed with cancer, she was reunited uh, with an old friend uh, who happened to be a surgeon at the Matter Hospital, Professor Anne Branigan, and uh, she helped her in her recovery. They are both with me this morning to tell us the story. Uh, Carmel, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Anne, good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Um, first of all, tell us the story of your diagnosis because you're naturally a very fit person and take a lot of exercise and involved in a lot of sport.
1: That's correct, Pat. Um, yeah, my diagnosis came about in 2015. Um, I was diagnosed with bowel cancer initially. Further investigation, it had spread to my liver. At that stage I met Anne, um, which was yeah, a strange one initially, but <laughs> wonderful that I could have a, a face that I knew at this fairly scary time. And... Um, yeah, and gave me a plan, and um, I think that in if you get a diagnosis like that I did, but the words that I remember Anne saying, "Carmel, this is the plan. You're going to have bowel surgery eight weeks later. You're going to have liver surgery, then you're going to have six months of chemotherapy." And in that, space I'm looking of,
0: at Everest when I hear this. And in this. that
1: space of time, a very good friend of mine, Rory, had passed away within six weeks of getting a diagnosis. So when Anne mentioned the word "plan," that put me on a whole other. Echelon. I was in a great place, even though I had this diagnosis. I now had a plan and we did the plan and the plan worked quite well. And but then about two years following that plan, I had um, a recurrence in my right lung and my left lung. So I had further surgeries and more chemotherapy. We got through that plan and in 2020, I had a recurrence again in my right lung. And at that stage, we had the surgery again under Prof Eaton in the Matter Hospital. And my oncologist took the decision, we won't do any more chemotherapy. And initially I was like, what? Don't
0: yeah, you know, <laughs> Why <laughs> <Absolutely>. not?
1: <laughs> Even though I didn't want it. And they decided, no, the way I was presenting, that we would try this. And I'm happy to say that was three years ago. So
0: what was the this that they tried?
1: Not to do the chemotherapy,
0: <laughs> OK, but, <laughs> but just what the way did they I do? was
1: presenting, nothing. I didn't. I had the surgery; they removed it, and I haven't had any recurrences since.
0: Okay, so Anne, Anne's plans—three the of them uh, in, in total. First of all, let's talk about you know how you were acquainted uh, through school.
2: Well, I, both Carmel and I went to Maryfield College. I'm um, off Griffith Avenue, and when I started in school, Carmel and a number of her friends, Patricia Clinton and <coughs> Roisin Brady, and Denise O'Leary, excuse me, were <coughs> members of the camogie team. And Carmel would I would have to say is a an excellent kimogi player, and she, I would have known her from that point of view in the school. And Carmel played for St. Vincent's club, and she played for double and she's a an amazing hurler. And to be honest with you, I have to laugh because now I see Carmel coming, coming through the door. Um I don't really see Carmel, who's a cancer survivor. I see Car- Carmel, the camogie player. She's a fantastic yeah. guy there. And I wish um I had some of her skill for camogie. didn't have, I was a very poor camogie player, but I tried. And I was a very, very um, keen camogie player. I played for many, many years. But I think that's, it's funny how people have a huge impact on you when you're younger. Carmel had a massive impact on me and my sister who, accompanied her on the the cam- camogie team for St Vincent's in Dublin and, and um, she'd a huge relationship with my sister, Emer, but I knew Carmel from before and I ha- held her in very great esteem when I was in, in secondary school because she, of her She was a
0: camogie star.
2: She's a fantastic, when, or, yes, she would have been the top echelons of, of, Dublin community yeah. at the time and I always hold her in that regard and I see her, I never see her as a cancer survivor but it's very interesting and it just leads me on to the fact that it's very important that girls do play sport, the team effort is huge and the team effort that we had at the match of Carmel was a large team and I do think that all our sporting activities buy into that quite a lot so um, my my colleague Jerry McIntyre was involved in doing the liver surgery and then following on from that, urologist. oncologist uh, Professor Eaton. John McCaffrey's in college and he was kind of following on with all of the other people to the different times of your like, disease progress that they took out other parts of this tumour, we'll call it. but you came through the end of it. So I suppose the whole idea of the whole thing is that, you know, stage four cancer historically used to be, people thought it was kind of curtains for them, but now we realise that with advances in resection with keyhole surgery, robotic surgery, chemotherapy, that we can remove parts of.
0: Yeah, because I was just huge. listening to Carmela. She said, well, then then we did the surgery again and then, then I was OK. Then we had a recurrence and then they did the surgery again. I'm thinking how much of her lungs are left? You know, <laughs> know how, like much, it's how much do they take away? <laughs> you know,
1: that's it. I always remember when they were doing my liver surgery, I, I did have, in between that, I had a stoma bag as well, which um put in for me at my first bowel surgery. And um I think it was important. Somebody said to me, you've got to treat this stoma bag. So that's a temporary colostomy bag as your friend. So I gave it a name. It became Louis, Louis Vuitton because <laughs> it was my bag. <laughs> so Louis and I travelled and then we had a divorce about 18 months later. It was reversed. But um, when I was doing, they were doing my liver surgery, I remember they thinking I had t- three tumours. And when I came up to from the surgery, they said, oh, there was three. We, we took out two, but one was a nodule. And I was like, why didn't you take the third one? Like, why would you leave it in there in case? And it was like, no, we only remove what we have to remove, <laughs> you know. But yet I've, I've had a few bits out, taken out of me and... Um, But as Anne said, you know, we've been thinking a lot about this for the last few days and they often say it takes a village, a village to rear a child. Well, it takes a complete hospital community to bring somebody like me through the journey that I did with the Matter Hospital. As Anne said, I was under four different teams and each team has a consultant, a nurse, secretaries.
0: Yeah, you know? And obviously, you are not the only one um, being treated by this team. Oh, no. But yet, uh, even as you talk, I, I feel that you felt that, you know, they were your team, uh, even though their skills had to be uh, disparately used.
1: Yes. And I think the consultants themselves are, you know, they're such busy people. And uh, people who play a huge part in, in that relationship are the liaison nurses, the, the each consultant has a nurse that liaises specifically with the patients. And I give a big shout out to Marion, to Denise, to Rachel and all the different liaison nurses um, because they're a really point of contact.
0: Now, uh, often we're told that uh, positivity can work wonders. Uh, and some people say, well, n- you know, not necessarily so. But I get the impression from you that you're very positive, even your initial diagnosis. And once you were given the plan, OK, we're going to work on this plan.
1: I believe, Pat, and I, I, I still find it hard to artic- articulate this, is I believe I got a great blessing when I was given my diagnosis. I went from being a busy, 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 mad, busy person to literally being transported into to the moment. We hear a lot about that, you know, living in the moment. And I literally was. I And I really didn't have any choice. I had a lot of stuff coming at, at me. And for once, perhaps for the first time in my life, I really had to focus on me Um. And whilst I was hurting for my family, my I have four children, Roisin, Ifa, Darren, and Cahill, for my husband, Frank, while I was hurting for them and my friends, I actually couldn't take on. That was part of their life's journey was to see me go through what I had to go through. And I had to focus on just channeling my energy into me and staying in the moment. Because when you slip out of the moment and you, the fear comes in, what's going to happen if this doesn't work? Am I going to die? Am I, will I ever get my life back? And so I, but I considered. I again, I got a huge blessing when I was. And I think people use the word positivity. You can't switch on positivity. I don't. I don't believe. Oh, just try to be positive. You can't be positive if you're overwhelmed by what's coming at you. So again, one of the great things that you know helped me was I accepted where I was at. This is where I'm at. And then I was grateful for the help that came yeah. for me. And I would live by those two two attitudes, gratitude and No,
0: And we've talked um, about cancer uh, treatments and how improved and changed they are. I mean, there were times when uh, a diagnosis would be terminal and people would be told that there are so many different ways, different. I mean, chemo is often not the classic chemo. It's a chemical, all right, but it's a different kind of chemical that's used. As uh, Carmel was saying, uh, and you were saying the surgery is different now. It's not, you know, ripping someone's body open and uh, and leaving them, you know, recovering from the surgery itself, never mind the treatment. It can be quite traumatic. And and all of that kind of stuff has changed.
2: It has. And I suppose not everyone is fortunate enough to be able to undergo surgery to cure their disease. Who stage four cancer. Some people are, are living with cancer and they're living well with cancer. As, well as best as they can and there's other treatments coming down the line where we can treat people for example with with liver cancer with other types of treatment from radiology and we can give them localised chemotherapy but all, all the other options and some people don't always have tumor spread to the liver and the lungs some people have tumour within the abdominal cavity outside of the organ that it's confined to and we also have ways to, to deal with that in certain patients where we can give them chemotherapy into their abdomen we can take away those tumour cells so whilst people may be listening to the programme who that hasn't been their journey, but those people also have a, have options open to them as well. And I think that's very, very important. And um, it probably brings in the whole concept of survivorship with cancer. And this is very, very important. And we have, of course, dealt with patients who've had challenges during their treatment, challenges with parts of their body that may have been removed, that left maybe with a physical disability, or people... Um, who may have a lot of side effects from their their treatment and and that's very common but probably only about 20% of people would get very significant side effects in their treatment which is very positive but um survivorship really gives us an 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 idea of what patients who survived the cancer journey and who are on the cancer journey what their what their needs are and I think that's Really, really important. You all be dealt with it in the past. Now it's kind of a ne- there's a name on it. It's called survivorship. So you're not a cancer patient anymore. You're a cancer survivor, and all the hospitals now are developing specialisation in cancer survivorship, and we'll help people through the, any physical disabilities they have, and also on the emotional journey. When you see what Carmel went through and what her family went through. And how much that takes out of you is, is huge. And so th- these are the facilities we now have to help people in, in the journey, which is fantastic.
0: And Carmel, you want to... Give a shout out to your family who um you know some in some ways it can be more awful for them fearing your demise than for you at the time because you're just making sure it's not your demise. You're yes. you're doing what you're told.
1: You're absolutely right, Papi, because I I had supported my sister had cancer previously and so I was the the onlooker and it's a very hard place to be because you feel helpless. Um so like Frank, my husband, he just stepped into a mommy daddy role. Um, he was just he, he was just brilliant that's all I can say my kids they just kept getting on with things you know like what else but I'm, and I, I think that they were supposed to have this experience and that will stand to them too in, in, in later life I think we're all supposed to have the experiences we're having and then hopefully we can respond to them in, in, in a way that we can we can mm-hmm. learn from them
0: Now at the end of all of this uh, you, you said that it, you know you had to live in the moment uh, you were forced into the moment how has it changed your life?
1: I was just saying to Anne outside, I had this this kind of revelation just this morning. I was a very busy person before all of this. Very busy mother for wife to just one husband, thankfully. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, um, holding down three different part time jobs, thinking I was thriving on all of this busyness. And I realized now that I was really surviving the busyness. And right now, I'm absolutely thriving the business of living. That is what I can say. On,
0: on that very positive note, uh, Carmel Drone, uh, cancer survivor, and Professor Anne Brannigan, surgeon at the Matter Hospital, one of them an exemplary hockey player, uh, or camogie player. <laughs> oh, don't say and that. The, oh, yeah, the enemy. <laughs> uh, and the other, maybe <laughs> rather less so. <laughs> Thank you both very much for uh, joining us in studio today.